0: Hi, superamas! So this week on the show, we have a major comadre session featuring fabulous Babelito and Fabi Fab, host of Latinos Who Lunch. Oh, I've always wanted to say that one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. We talked about normalizing gay relationships, coming out stories, Thanksgiving traditions, self love, and many, many more topics. Oh, also, ladies, I wanted to ask every one of you to join us, the Supermamas, on our hashtag It Can Wait campaign. We've embarked on a 21-day challenge with AT&T, pledging not to use our phone while driving. And we want to challenge all of you, sisters, to join us in this journey. It's so important to understand that although we may be alone in the car... Even right now, listening to me, you are never alone on the road. So let us know if you were pledged with us by using the hashtags it can wait and also tagging us, Super Mamas. We want to let you know that we're right there with you. Girl, get off your phone. Okay, now let's get on with our Thanksgiving special with Latinos who lunch. <laughs> Hola, I'm Paulina. Hi, I'm Bricia, and we're sisters, friends daughters, wives, and business owners, following her dreams, just striving to be a better version of ourselves every day. All right. And we're also moms. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to the Super Mama sisterhood. Mama sisterhood. And I was jumping on the waves with Karista and it was like, oh my God, this is the best ever. We get in the car, we get home. She cries because I woke her up. I was like, I wish I didn't have any kids. Within like three hours. <laughs> she stopped me right there. And she was like, Risa, I want you to understand this. I seriously believe that our children choose us and we don't choose our children. Right. Your baby chose you to be his mom. Mm-hmm. He knew what kind of mom he wanted and he chose you as his mom. Oh, that's right. Nice. We're all sisters here to inspire, support, and guide each other to dream bigger and to enjoy every moment of this extraordinary journey that is womanhood. ¿Listas? Here we go. <laughs> ¡Super mamas! Hello. Hello, hello.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Ah! Kisho, kisho, kisho.
0: I feel like so popular right now having you guys (laughs) on the show.
1: Oh my God. Double fisting.
0: Can you guys please tell? Since you guys always talk about what you guys are eating, can we talk about what you guys are drinking today?
2: We are drinking <laughs> café from La Guelaguetza, and and I love
1: michelada. <laughs> estamos bien crudos. <laughs> oh my god, we're so hungover.
0: How did it go yesterday? Okay, so for um, <laughs> listeners, um, mommy listeners, first time, long time listeners, um, here on the show today we have Fabi Fab.
1: Hi. And Babelito.
0: The show. Host of Latinos who lunch, which is a podcast that I am a fan of. dot uh, com and Latinos who lunch on pretty much everywhere. iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys hosted the first Latinx podcast fest yes. this weekend here in Los Angeles that we sadly missed because well, I actually ended up not going out of town. That's a different story I will share. Um it was supposed to be in Atlanta. Mm. But I'll share it real quick actually Because I always over talk I was in the plane (laughs) Like sitting down The whole plane was full I was on my way to Atlanta Or sitting down to go to Atlanta For this conference We freaking hear on the On the um, Whatever
1: Uh In the intercom In the
0: intercom That one of the thrusters was out So they had to fix it And they had to like find a piece
1: No
0: We we were there for like (laughs) Okay Five hours Until I realized Maybe I shouldn't get on this flight Yep then I started looking for other flights to Atlanta. Everything was super yeah. booked, overbooked. I was in the airport for six hours and uh, I realized, you know oh what? No. I'm sorry. I can't. I mean, I had to email the, um, uh, my friends who were hosting, the, you know, the conference. But mm-hmm. I was like, if like I'm hearing the thrusters not working and they're finding a, a spare part on this old plane that doesn't even have like yeah like se dice? ¿para enchufar? Uh-huh. Yeah. They didn't have any
1: <laughs> no i
0: was like Mm-mm. no man i'm too no i'm sorry i can't get on this
1: flight. you're like i'm too mexican for this yes that's exactly a what bad I thought. sign I was like, <laughs> nope. and like an owl flies by <laughs> yeah. and you see a cat like yeah. nope it's done.
0: um and then paulina you know she's having a lot of postpartum issues and we couldn't really yeah. head over there but i enjoyed like watching you guys do instagram yeah.
1: Yeah, Podcasterio How did it Fest. Go? It's called Podcasterio Share. Fest mm-hmm. and it's the first one and it was going to start well I just said let's do a little a table at Morcajete Dominguero which um is this big vendor event that happens once a month in LA and um then that turned into like, oh why don't we just we invite a bunch of podcasts to have tables and do like meet and greet and things. And we thought
2: it was gonna be like five podcasts and seventeen podcasts
1: later. I
0: saw that. Crazy.
1: So then let's do panels and it became a festival. In a matter of like four weeks between Luis from Nos Vemos and SWAT Meet, yes. Pam from Cafe Pam podcast and us and uh also Loose Warrior from mm-hmm. Let There Be Loose. Um they everybody's combined efforts mostly theirs because um i was because i was doing art (laughs) stuff and i just like go in and host and take credit for everything (laughs) um but yeah that we made it happen it was crazy
2: it was incredible it was it was a space for us that we built yeah because most of this sort of um podcast festivals and events we're not included, and when we're included, we're charged money for it, and none of us have money. We're all <laughs> independent. Um, I think we have... Some of us have producers, but it's just our friends, mm-hmm. so it's very... We just
0: call them producers because it makes them sound yes, legit. Yes, exactly,
2: <laughs> yes. but And that's what we talk... One of the panels is what we talk about, how how beautiful it is that we can do whatever mm-hmm. we want. And that was Podcast Fest. We just we put it together and we decided what themes to touch upon and then in two hours we sold like 300 tickets and it was amazing. Amazing, incredible. amazing. Yeah. Yes. Um, and
0: it was incredible to see all of these podcasts come together. Mm. Which, by the way, I'm going to be guilty. I didn't really know a lot of them existed. So I think it's re- it was really good to bring a lot of them to light. Yeah. And for people to find new podcasts that they can identify with. You know, all of us do different topics. And even if it's the same, mm-hmm. it's always from a different perspective. Where none of us think the same. Mm-hmm. And it's like having many friends.
2: And that's the thing about the latinx podcast that we're all so different Mm -hmm. and from so many different places because we always think la because there's a lot of us here
0: (laughs) yeah every time i think latino i think la too yeah Mm -hmm.
2: but we had people from dallas from austin from washington from new york boston yeah boston Mm -hmm. it was it was incredible like lost students that have a podcast shout out cerebronas like everything you can imagine. So. The second you want to box us, just look at look at what we're doing and we're so different.
0: That's so incredible. Yeah. Do you guys have plans when is the next one?
1: Um, well, in the fall next year, um, officially we are not sure yet, but we are working on on uh, on the next one. And can you imagine a year of planning what we can do? Yes. Gonna <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be amazing next year. Stay tuned. How
0: long did you guys plan this?
1: Like, I mean, we've been talking about it forever, but really planning,
2: it was a month. Maybe, yeah.
0: And it, and you let that be. I think a lot of it, let that be inspiration for everybody who wants to do any sort of project. That mm-hmm. when you really want to do something, you just really need to have make the decision, right? Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, that's just what it is. It's like, and you need to like one day wake up and decide, yeah, to yeah. do it.
1: And that's and that's one of our. Um, well, that's how we started this podcast. Exactly. We're like, let's stop talking about it and just go. Just do it. Buy some cheap equipment. We'll figure it out, you know. And we. Mm-hmm. And that's how we started. And we're seen What <laughs> I still don't know how to use it, but.
0: <laughs> what would be like your maybe top three tips for someone who wants to start a podcast?
1: I will
2: say, don't think about it. Just do it. Um, treat it as a brand. Meaning from the logo to your website to your social media—that's what—that's what Fabi did. He built the brand before we even started. So by the time we put out the first episode, it was a whole thing. We were everywhere. We had the logo, the website, everything was so well designed, and that attracts people mm-hmm. and be consistent. Like, this is going to be a job. It's going to be a commitment. If you're going to do it every month or every two weeks or every week, be consistent because a lot of podcasts start with amazing ideas and then two months afterwards, they realize they cannot do it and they drop. So mm-hmm. just keep those things in mind.
1: Those yeah. are great tips. My advice is just to Google it, Loca. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's all there for you. And um, that, was, that was our biggest obstacle was just, just doing it, just starting it, you know? Yeah. yeah two years we talk about yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Two years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you imagine how many episodes you would have had by I now? I know.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, my
2: gosh. <laughs> we were, yeah. But things happen for a reason, and we started the same
0: spring what was, that like, everybody the, else. What was the, what was, like, the thing that said, that, like, got you to say, you know what, no mass like, let's do this shit, like.
1: Because we're listening to all these podcasts, Um, and most of them were, like, hetero, white males talking about nothing that interested us, right? And then we had our really... There's really great podcasts out there, like This American Life and whatever, and then that's great and all, but, you know, it's very institutional. And then we started hearing these black podcasts, like The Read, Another Round, Mm -hmm. um, The Friend Zone, and for colored nerds for colored nerds okay where is that in the La- in and where's the latino space for that mm-hmm. i want to hear two queer dudes talking about nothing for an hour yeah where is that podcast and it didn't exist so that's when we we jumped on the we jumped on the opportunity
2: and i don't know if it was unconscious but we started the same spring as the race for the election started to get so heated
0: right and right. i don't
2: know that wasn't our main intention? intention, but we noticed that all these Latinx podcasts came yeah. out around the same time. All within the, the, the um, like most of them came out within the same six months. Everybody started, and I feel like the rhetoric that started to circulate about Mexicanos and Latinos in this country really fueled us mm-hmm. to take control of our own voices and not create and, and dismantle those, those stereotypes
0: yeah I agree yeah. 100% yeah. uh we also did a little blog post if you guys can find it on com on how to start your podcast mm-hmm. so if you guys have also if you don't want to google it just go on supermast.com oh <laughs> easier that's and even easier and just put easier. search just say how to start a podcast and we have like a 101 just because we got that email so many times mm-hmm. And now it just like reply with a link. Yeah. As opposed to like
1: Oh my God, writing. can we just use your link? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much.
0: Well, let's take a break and when we return, we'll talk about some Thanksgiving stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I want to read you guys this email that I received from a, um, a listener regarding... Wait, I want to be like sensitive, politically correct. I don't even know what the... Word, LGBTQ community, LGBTQ issues yeah like is that is <laughs> that what you say <laughs>
1: lgbtqia
0: I, jesus christ
1: um we just say queer on our podcast okay yeah. um because that's how i guess we identify mm-hmm. but I, I i feel like that's a umbrella term okay that cool. i'm comfortable with but awesome. not everybody is so whatever i, I am cool. comfortable yeah with it all right cool yeah. Well, let's
0: use queer And, um, yeah, and talking about it with your kids and holidays. Apparently, this is like the coming out season. Oh, yes,
1: it's coming out season. Get the popcorn ready. Oh, Uh, okay.
0: Let me read. always bring you back. I'm telling you that that's my that's my hack for bringing me back to life.
2: It's not till the past year that I drink more than two beers when I go out. So like I'm learning all this. <laughs> oh,
0: no, but no matter what you drink the night before the next morning, here's my hack for everybody who's hungover. OK, you wake up, mm-hmm. you have a michelada, mm-hmm. you take a nap, even if it's only 15 minutes, maybe it's only 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. You wake up and I promise you that you are, like... Como nuevo. Como nuevo. Wow. Like, 100%. And then, like, have, like... I mean, ideally, como un caldo of some sort, but then you're good. Just watch out not to have more than one, michelada.
2: Mm, porque te pones pedo otra vez.
0: Luego la conectas.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> la conectas. Mm-hmm. And then si <laughs> la conectas,
0: and that's it. You're pretty much... Ya valió. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: You
0: lost the day. Which is always fun, too. Like, if you're in that space. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you don't have your children with you... Uh, you're on vacation. Like, that's how I do my vacation. Yeah. It's like a long... connection. Una <laughs> conexión total. Okay, I want to read this email I got from uh, a reader. It's a little long, but here it goes. Uh, blah, blah, blah. We love you. You're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, Thank you. Uh, I raised my niece for a few years. She lived with me from the ages 10 to almost 15. My niece went through many puberty challenges, as we all do. She started to have feelings for a girl and began a relationship with her. She wasn't honest with me about what was going on, but I could tell what was happening. It took her a good year to come out to me. I have gay friends, and many are, um, and I am very open about talking about sexuality. I've always expressed this to her, and since she was since she was ten years old. Long story short, she identified herself as bisexual and has had relationships with both. Girls and boys throughout high school. She is now 18 and in a long term relationship with a girl. I feel I handled this well. I was guided by a friend who is gay, but I feel not everyone has that understanding or connection with someone that can help. Now I have two daughters of my own a four year old and a two year old. Um, they have a close bond with my niece and nephews, since I consider them my own as well. Um, and I was wondering, how do I talk about homosexuality with my almost five-year-old? She notices the closeness of my niece and her girlfriend, but was but hasn't asked any questions. I think it's great she doesn't ask questions, but I know that they, one day she will. Um, that's where I'm at. I'm very open to discussing this with my daughter. Help me. What's up? Perhaps having an LBGTQ. She forgot the... IA. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Shame on you, <laughs> community member, to discuss on the show. Hope this gives you an idea for a show. And here we are with two queer Latinos. Yeah. Who can give us a queer one-on-one. Yes. So tell us, how do we do this?
2: Empiezo o empiezas?
1: You go first. Well, let's
0: talk about your own experiences. I think it would be oh, cool God. to hear about like, your coming out this stories. Is...
1: Oh, no. My... Oh,
0: no, wait. I have a question. No, okay. I have a better one. Okay. If you guys were to go back as adults today... Yeah, and travel back in time like the time machine, like in that movie. Yeah, if you could whisper in her ear and and tell her what to do different, mm. what would you tell her?
1: You okay. want me to go first? Yeah, go first. Oh God! Well, you know, kids are so intuitive and they're always listening, even though you don't, even if you don't realize it. You know, mm-hmm. and I was always really metiche, and I was always listening to adults' conversations. And so little things that parents don't realize that they're saying actually sticks in a kid's brain for a long time. So whenever anybody would make fun of somebody that was gay or, you know, call somebody a marica or whatever, like... Yeah, that's... Haven't heard that word in a long
0: time?
1: (laughs) That's some Guatemalan shit right there. Um, They... You log it. I would log it in my brain. Like, okay, yeah. that's wrong. I don't need to... I can't be like that because, you know, my dad said this or my mom said this. So, kids keep that stored in their head the whole time. So, even us as woke Latinx people say some really fucked up shit all oh, the time. Yeah. Because it's just normal Folk. for us to be homophobic. That's just the society that we're in. So, even though we are... uh trying to be careful we still even say things that are part of that really destructive gross white supremacist patriarchy that we live in Mm -hmm. so just to be careful about what you're saying around your kids because not not even directly to them just the way that you joke with your friends and like am i making this joke because it's funny or because i know it's gonna make people laugh or make, you know, it's like people laugh at jokes because they're uncomfortable most of the time, you know, <laughs> when it has to do with race or sexuality. It's not because they actually agree with the joke. Yeah. So I would tell my mom and, and dad to be careful with that, you know. Yeah, I would.
2: I think I I, I think Dito. Yeah. Because yeah. I, when I was coming out, like you reassess all of that. Mm-hmm. I came out really young. I was... What like fourteen? Oh, 15? look at you. Yeah.
0: Trailblazer.
2: I know. I uh, yeah, mis primos me siguieron. Trailblazer? Yeah. <laughs> but but I remember assessing, okay, they like Juan Gabriel, so I think it's gonna be okay. And they like this. Oh, and they had a friend. So all of mm. that it was started to I added up and I'm like, okay, I think it's gonna be safe. I think it's gonna be okay. Um it was different. It wasn't it wasn't easy, but the way they made it, the way they normalized it, I wish they would go back and realize they're normalizing it. So by the time I come out, it was okay. What I mean by that is instead of sitting down and having a conversation like you have a conversation with your kids about having sex for the first time, just just, just don't. like Make it a normal thing. For example, my nephews, they grew up watching me with my dude. And they never questioned it. They never said anything. They One time, my nephew talked to my little sister about um, playing. Like, vamos a jugar a la casita. Yo soy Sean y tú eres Emanuel. Like, Aww. and it became a thing. And instead of my sister, like, questioning or whatever, she's like, okay, I'm Emanuel, let's play. And and it just, it's just, it, it was never a, a thing. They grew up with it, and it's part of their everyday life. And it's it was never an issue. But, I mean, that's me in the family, and they see that all all the time. Maybe when there's not a member in the family, I will just... When there's something on TV, TV or whatever, normalize it. Normalize it as much as possible. They say, "Why are two boys kissing?" I'm just like, "Why not?" And kids, kids know when there's bullshit and when there's not. I I bet you they will be like, "Oh, okay," and then they they keep playing. So I, I, again, I think normalizing it, which that's how the society is and should be that
1: and it's not, I think it's the most important thing. Or not. I mean, kids are so smart. I I used to work at a, I used to be a middle school teacher. Mm -hmm. What? And uh, I know it was the worst year. It was the worst year of my life. But. um,
0: Why would you want to relive that?
1: I don't know, girl. I needed money. And, uh, you know, it was it was a job. Um, but even going younger than that, like elementary school kids or, or, or whatever, you know, like just explain to them, like they were an adult, like they're an adult. They understand. I mean, kids understand they don't, they don't get enough credit. Like, okay, well, um, those two people are a couple and they love they're each on other. a date and they kiss cause they love each other and or, that's it. or maybe it's a one night stand. Who knows? They're just yeah. having a great time. <laughs> like, you know, I think Jimmy Fallon once had a, uh, uh <laughs>
2: A segment in her in his show about asking kids about gay marriage, and that was a, the answer for most of them. they were like, because they're getting married because they should get married because they love each other. Like, why are you asking me? <laughs> yeah, because that's... it's not a thing for them no yeah. more. I mean, first, later in life we start to learn, as as Justin said, this this messed up system, and then we we turn around and we realize that that it, that it could be something bad, but it's not
0: so i think this this reminds me we had a episode about sexual uh, Mm -hmm. about sexuality and how to teach your kids about sex yeah um and anything regarding like your private area or one of the uh the things that they told us was number one always refer to body parts as they are yes like never you know never shame kids for anything you know my like my son you know he comes to the bathroom with me even you know when I'm on my period, he's there in, yeah. in, in the bathroom and I think it should be normal, right? Mm-hmm. And he asks me like, what's going on? And I tell him, you know, he's two and a half and you know, sometimes he tells me, does this go inside your penis? And I uh. tell him like, oh, this is, no, this is, goes inside my vagina. I don't have a penis. Oh, daddy has a penis? I'm like, yes, you and daddy have a penis because you know, you're both boys. I'm a woman, so I don't have a penis. Yeah. And he's like, oh, and that's it. But yeah. I think like even that conversation when what I just told him, when he does get older, it's not even going to be a thing mm-hmm. because it's already a part of his life. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. It's like everyday conversations to where he sees a girl on her period. He's going to be like, oh, cool. Like,
2: okay. yeah, exactly. Like, it's
0: not nasty. That. It's not associated with anything bad. It's just life.
1: And you just broke a cycle not only for your son, but for. All his friends, when his friends start freaking out, and he's gonna be like, dude, like, all girls do that. Like, what, you know, chill out. Who cares? And then his kids are gonna, those kids are gonna be like, oh, okay. And so that's great. Yeah. You're breaking the cycle one period, one cycle at a time. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) All right, Maricia.
0: Hashtag millennial. (laughs) Um, Okay. So for you guys, how was that, like, sort of, experience coming out to your parents and how do you think would do things different today and if you could give yourself your younger self like a like yeah. wake up what at what point would it be or
2: my coming out story um, it, it was painful but I wouldn't do anything different because i I've been preparing myself coming out for years i ever since I was like a kid I remember thinking Like when I do this Because I've known all my life When I do this All
0: my life All your life Like since
2: I remember as a kid Being attracted to boys Like yeah Like I was like seven And be like This guy's so handsome You know But I never question it Or anything (laughs) Me too I think I normal (laughs) I (laughs) I normalize it Within myself and also, I forgave my parents for whatever they did or they did not. Oh, sorry. Um, I prepare myself saying, whatever happens is not their fault. It's the culture they live in. Whatever happens is not their fault. How, so, did
0: you, how did you know that as, like, a kid? How did you, like, learn that? Where I, did you get that strength from?
2: I don't know. Like, ever since I was, like, a teenager, and like, in, in I don't know. I, I always knew that it was going to be an issue. And that it wasn't personal,
1: even though it's super personal. Did you
0: watch a show or something? No, or it,
1: it's it's a thing that happens with. The, well, this is what I know. Like, if you're born, if you're not born white, if you're not born male, you're just hyper aware because you actually have to think about your identity. Mm-hmm. So, as a queer person, as a brown person, we're you you know that you're brown, right? When you walk into school, you know the first day or whatever it's it's uh it's just something that you're paying attention to so queer kids are 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 learning so fast because they're trying they're trying to navigate the world and trying to see the best way to do it so a lot of times it's hiding who they are avoiding certain conversations you know being the funny one (coughs) or or being the goth kid or you know what i mean so there's there's always that going on in your head because you don't want confrontation. You just want to, Mm -hmm. especially as like a middle schooler, Mm -hmm. you just want to fit in. You don't want to stick out.
0: Middle school just sucks, period. All around
1: for everyone. Not for me. Really? (laughs) En la secundaria, yo me la pase
2: chillísimo. (laughs) You're a freaking nature. You're just like a perfect kid. Yeah, get out of here. No, high school was was painful. (laughs) High school was painful for me. Uh, I cut you off. No, 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 but that's exactly it. It's just, I think you, 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 it. As a gay kid, like, like your life is separated between before you come out and after you come out. Mm-hmm. So, in a way, you're always preparing yourself for that moment. Because it, it's almost a cliche that a lot of media centered around gay people is that specific moment. Why? Because people love a tragedy. They love a tragedy. Mm. So, we look at that. We look at movies. We look at books. We look at TV shows about that specific moment. So, that builds anxiety within ourselves. So... I think I prepared myself for the absolute worst, which did not happen. And I forgave my parents. And
1: I've been thinking about it for years before I came out. Hmm. Interesting. You well, my story's a little different. I never actually came out to my mom or my dad. They... Well, I don't really have a dad anymore. But um, <laughs> he's dead to me. But uh, <laughs> that's another episode. <laughs> um, but um, I... I didn't come out to my friends until college because I couldn't stop hiding anymore. And, like, I had all these girlfriends, you know, that I was, like, trying to date. And it just was not working out for me. (laughs) I
2: just want to
0: say, like, that's a disservice to us. Like, that sucks. Coming from someone who actually dated a gay man, that fucking sucks. That's okay. And that's That's what... Up, it is
1: and that's what i was going through i said you know this is really messed up like i'm just going on this charade for what and i'm and i love this person as a friend right like i love hanging out with them like let's go do our nails but i uh, let's go shopping yeah. but um this is
0: can you give us a sign so you know your boyfriend's gay please huh? yeah <laughs>
1: um, just send us a photo yeah know <laughs> <Latinos laughs> no. at here's my, gmail.com here's why
0: i always tell my girlfriend's I'm like, if your man is not going down on you. Oh
1: my god! Damn. <laughs>
0: Number one. Oh my
1: god. But anyway, go ahead. So, um, anyways, so it was late for me, and um, now I just, I, you know, I. It's. I think I grew up with a lot. Of, I grew up really religious. First of all, on my mom's side of the family, so there was a lot of shame associated with anything. That we did, um not even just sexuality, so um, it was really hard for me to get over that, and it wasn't until like really three or four years ago that I just said okay i'm just gonna I'm not gonna hide anymore at Thanksgiving, I'm just gonna say whatever I want, correct people, do this, do that, you know, and um, in that sense, I didn't have to come out like, oh, that's Justin, our gay, loud cousin, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. um so and my family and Babalito knows this because we've had a lot of conversations recently. Because you know, uh, f- friendships are also relationships. Um, I don't communicate what I'm feeling a lot of the times, and that's a learned, uh, and that's learned from my family. We never say how we feel, mm-hmm. and we sweep everything under the rug, and um, you know, we keep up appearances. And um, why
0: do you think that is?
1: I don't know. It's so messed up. It's just like...
0: What were you afraid of?
1: I think I was afraid. I was afraid of, uh, of, of losing my family. I didn't, I didn't have anywhere to go. And everything. my family was everything to me. And so I don't think I was able to come out until college because that's when I completely moved out of my house. I had a job and I had created my own family at school with my friends at school and when i started coming out to them and they accepted me and they were all like of course. they're like dude we all fucking knew yeah. what like and, they normalized it yeah and um then i said okay then i'm fine like i have these people to support me if my actual family my biological family doesn't support me and of course when that happened my cousins were like, Bish, we knew. What the fuck? Bish. Like, let's go to the club. So... Um, they were not chuket. They, they were not chuket. Um, at all. So...
0: I just got it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so... Um, I... Uh, and it's it's really nice now, after all these years, um, like my tia or my mom will say, you know, mijo, you know... I love you no matter what, la, 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 la. You know, it's so sweet. Um, And that's what I wish I would have known when I was little, like that they would have reacted like that because I was scared of their reaction.
2: And I, need, I feel like we need to start changing the conversation because our families need to come out to us as being accepting or not.
1: Amen. And Say that again. And Ooh.
2: we don't need to be coming out to them. I'm going to tell you a story. I will tell you this. Yes. I never came out to the rest of my family because I didn't feel to. It was for my parents and that's it. So I took um, my dude to Juarez. And um, my grandma, I never came out to her. I um, Sean went inside to the my my grandma's house. Everything was great or whatever. Nothing. Before we left, my grandma grabbed his hands and he said, "Please take care of him." So she knew, she knew that I was gay. She knew that it was my partner. Never questioning. Never anything. So that like I take that with me because that's what needs to happen. Like we don't need to, we don't need to come out to everybody, everybody, why don't, well, let's do it the opposite and everybody needs to tell us that they're okay or not or don't, you know? But
0: but what if like you come out and, and then what if they're not gay? And that's also another thing, like for <laughs> real, because sometimes like you feel like someone's gay and yeah. then you're like, dude, I'm not gay. Like, oops, my bad. I'm sorry. I just always thought you were gay. I don't yeah. know.
1: I always think of women as being <laughs> as being super wise. One thing that I do want to mention and I think it's just for everyone to understand is coming out is really amazing for the person coming out because they can be themselves, but the process of coming out is really painful. And I think it's painful for a different reason than everybody assumes it's painful because for me anyways, coming out was me comforting other people when I told them. So like I would tell them and then people would start crying because, or get mad or whatever. Because mm-hmm. their whole idea of what the future or what I was you're, totally changed. You're not gonna be happy. Oh it's my like, God. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so worried for okay you. For we me. were what? supposed to get married. People you know? Oh, yeah. It's emotional labor that really is annoying. So I did it for like a year and then I'm like, I'm done. I'm not gonna do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really, I'm really tired of making people feel comfortable. Or like comforting people, it, it's it's the total opposite. So this is just a message to people: if somebody comes out to you and you feel like crying and getting angry, uh, baño. well, number
0: one, don't listen to my show. Don't <laughs> If someone comes out to you and you feel angry about it,
1: yeah, sure
0: my show right now. I don't yeah. want to be your friend.
1: No, so I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I understand. It's a lot. Like, to t- yeah.
0: I just okay here's the thing. I think yeah. it's just like in a different like human level. Not even about yeah. being gay or not or whatever. <sighs> like that's just like in a different human level. Like, yeah. like as far as like something is wrong with you. Right. If you are getting angry at someone else at someone else's like feelings, like you yeah. need to check yourself. True. Like Maybe into a, an institute or into a therapy <laughs> session, yeah. because something is wrong with you personally. If you have issues not accepting people, yeah, and I think that's just true. Like it's not even about like I. Th- I think the conversation it's how do we, how do we normalize it at home, right? Right. And how oh, to okay. make our kids feel, how uh, if they need to come out to us, open to tell us, yeah, you know, like mom, I'm gay. And, yeah. and and I want to tell you that I like boys. I want to tell you that I like girls. I want to tell you I don't know what I like. And and being at that place, to where kids have that trust in you to tell yeah. you early on, so you can help them navigate those feelings. Yeah. you know, and always feel like they have your as a support. I, I think it's like how do we achieve that as mothers, as family members?
1: I mean, it's already difficult doing the sex talk <clears throat> for a lot of families with their kids because they didn't have that. Growing up, so they don't know how to go about it. But again, we have Google, we have Super <laughs> Mamas to guide us through and <laughs>
0: Google Super Mamas same thing, what's the difference? Yeah, right. We're about to get bought out alphabet pretty soon.
1: Oh my gosh, for real. <laughs> um <laughs> But even when you do the sex talk, you can you can think of it, you know, it's very like birds and the bees, black and white, boys, girls. It could be a more general sex talk. Um, you can talk about sex between two girls two boys
0: or you can always watch Brokeback Mountain and be a, cool about it
1: Oh, that is, don't <laughs> ever are, show your child no, Brokeback no. Mountain talk Those about are. shame and guilt and depression <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. never mind. oh my god don't
0: <laughs> oh we never mind that's right never mind sorry you know, the, edit that one out
1: Yeah. <laughs> <The> <laughs> okay, thing- what's
0: a good gay movie to show
1: oh gosh um, that's the problem
2: Exactly. <laughs> there we, go, see? we cannot think of one.
1: There is. I mean, there's great ones.
2: I mean, there I is, think, but, but not there's not enough for that process. Yeah, no, I don't think so. No, now that I can think of.
1: I mean, you know, Hollywood is very heteronormative, and when even
0: Damn, that was a big ass word.
1: Heteronormative. That's yes. right. Um That's a you bad went to word, college, huh? huh? You went to college just for a little bit. Uh. <laughs> but. I mean, even shows like Will and Grace, for example, which is this really gay show, it's super heteronormative, and the gay characters on there are neutered. They don't have any sexuality. Like, you never see them, like, truly in love and having sex. And it centers
2: around a platonic, um, straight relationship, even though when the male is gay.
1: And it's a very flamboyant gay and then a very masculine gay. And those are two gays that are acceptable in our society because you can sell things to both of those people. Yes. And that's it. That's what you and that's what you see repeated in everything. Queer, queer over, eye for the straight guy. It's queer eye for heterosexual people. It's not for us. We were
2: talking about it with Cabronas y Chingonas, which is an awesome podcast because they talk about gay representation in media. And they were telling ta- we were talking about um, um, queer's folk, which for a lot of people was like this. Ch- first time you see the show about gay people and relationships i remember watching that show and giving me anxiety because of the expectations that it was setting yeah. up about being gay and i watch it for like a couple episodes
0: yeah like every
2: all these stereotypes be like the cool best friend you have to be yes. white you yes. have to be like <laughs> con yeah, yeah. Rich. yeah i was like i couldn't watch it i only watch a couple episodes i'm like this is too much too much but Again, I want to come back to the idea of normalizing because we were in DragCon. Um, is a con- con- conference organized by the people that put together um, RuPaul's Drag Race. And seeing, like, five-year-olds that just wanted to put a dress on. And they, they are idealized some of these men that dress like women. And they just were twirling around. And, and it was nothing. It was yeah. normal. Now, like, kids have their heroes that are drag queens. And, and that's why, I I mean, as problematic as RuPaul can be, that's why I love him. Because he normalized drag queens. And it's not a thing anymore. It's just...
0: It's just is. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. part of the spectrum.
2: And that's it. So, I don't know. I,
1: I That and representation in media is shifting, but super slow. I think it's the shows that have a gay character that that's not their character. It, they, they are a character in the show that happens to be gay. Mm-hmm. Like, if we see more of those kinds of people in shows, I think it would be more important. Oh, yeah. Like, um, I don't know. Like, when you see Harry Potter, right? Like, there's characters in Harry Potter that are gay, but they never mention their sexuality. Mm-hmm. But as a queer kid, you know, you know. Like, we knew Dumbledore was a homo, you yeah. know? But, I never watch Harry Potter. <clears throat> yeah, but, um, well, you're not, I mean... There is a whole world of people out there that, that would get angry if, like, hey, you're not missing out. It's cool. Uh, you saved a lot of time, girl. That's why, you, that's why you're running this business, okay? you ain't watching Harry Potter. Um, but, um, you know, there needs to be more shows like that. Yeah. I mean, there are shows out there, but I'm trying to think, like, for kids, you know.
0: I I, 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 can. I think normalizing is the best answer yeah, to everything, right? True.
1: I, I do because, <laughs> I mean, it becomes and- nothing.
0: Or you can everyone can just move to LA because everything is just so normal here. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: that's what you like, think. No, 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 <laughs> say,
1: here's, what I'm you. here's what I tell
0: you. Here's what I tell you. Here's why I, I tell you this. Because like in my kids school mm-hmm. like there's a lot there's a lot of like families with two dads. More two dads than two moms, I will say. Mm. Um and like when on family albums, like they have um, like my kids' school there's like a box of family albums so we know that you know so-and-so has two daddies and so-and-so has two moms and that's cool and like that's it and that's the way it is you know yeah um and it's again it's like the everyday thing and i don't i don't think i, don't, I mean if my kid ever comes something gay hey, why does he have two moms you're like that's you know because that's the way because mm-hmm. they love each other yeah just like me and daddy love each other they love each other and have kids and and i think that's the one thing we are afraid of saying because we're always like, oh, my God, they said, I want to know more things. But kids, don't, that's it. They stop yeah. at that. Yeah. Then they'll be like, oh, okay. They
2: get it. I mm-hmm. think a more important conversation to have with your kids about it is the dangers of not normalizing <clears throat> it. Because then you create a bubble for them. And the second they step out and then they see the hatred outside, it's going to dismantle them. And you don't want that for your kids. You want to empower your kids Mm -hmm. by normalizing things, but also having conversations about because this, for a lot of people, it's not normal. This is the consequences. This is the hate in the world. This is the policies. This is the government. I think those are conversations that it's not that you have to sit down with your kids. Just at the dinner table, start bringing them up. Because, yes, make it normal, but also be aware that this world is fucked up.
1: And that's why kids, that's why people are homophobic is because they don't understand. Mm-hmm. And they were, I mean, we were just never taught to ask questions about it. We we're just taught to, that it's not normal and that we should hate it, you know? Yeah. We so, just, yeah. And it's just, it just comes from a place of, they're just scared. People are just scared mm-hmm. of what they don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: True with that. Speaking of dinner table. Yes.
1: Hey. <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh. I love your your time machine Thanksgiving you already had. I saw it in that magazine. It's amazing. Beautiful. Girl, I'm trying to have that green spaghetti. It looks so
0: good. It's the bomb. It's the bomb. It's like not it's like that's like the one thing we need to have.
1: Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday and it was and it's it's because of the food cuz I love food and I love my family. Um so it's it's my favorite and it was a holiday that what didn't center around Christianity, you know, even though everything does. But um, I, my thoughts about Thanksgiving have shifted, uh, you know, because you know because of of what you know. It's a, it's this it's this fantasy that we came over here and we shared, you know, the Indians brought corn and we had turkeys and it's just bullshit. But um, but. Aside from that, like, we totally embrace it's like it. It's Columbus Day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Lord. What a... <laughs> la niña,
0: la la <laughs> Santa Maria. <laughs> I grew up in Mexico. I know. Yes.
1: It's fun. It's fun, too. I love the f- what happens during Thanksgiving with my family is they don't know how to cook turkey or american food My family so tampoco. it's just awful thanksgiving oh. the food at thanksgiving at our house is the worst
0: really come to my house
1: uh, oh my god Ooh. okay i'm just gonna stay here so but what my family's recently started doing is doing like fusion stuff right so they'll make like turkey enchiladas right or like turkey tamales yes um and that is the bomb.com so i'm all about that and i think that fusion of you know Traditional Thanksgiving food like cranberry salsa, for example, that I yes. always bring to Thanksgiving, um, is more American than having the. Yeah, I make it. Give me the recipe. Okay. You
0: know, just the best just get like a really good cranberry sauce. Llegar unos jalapenos, <throat> la morena, open it and mix them.
1: Yeah. Ah. Oh my ah. gosh. I'm coming. I'm coming <laughs> to
0: But they have to be red. They have to be the red jalapenos, uh, not the Ah, green para ones. Que no se oh. vean. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. But-
1: Babelito, any thoughts?
2: Oh, I mean, a nosotros no nos sale. <laughs> no nos sale la, the Thanksgiving gringo. It doesn't. Really? It doesn't work. We try, girl. We tried everything. <laughs> well, what do you do for Thanksgiving, man? We try to do gringo Thanksgiving, oh, and it doesn't work. Um, we one year we try to deep fry the turkey. We burned it. Oh no! De- uh, deep frying
0: is a, it's really hard.
2: I. a good deep, deep fried turkey. It's bomb.
0: Mira, but it's really, it can explode it on, on you. Con you know un you can explode. <laughs>
1: just like yeah no, no no
0: no because if you don't defreeze it <gasps> and if you put it in the fryer it can fucking explode oh, on you. No. it's very dangerous there's a lot of houses that burn down or right? Thanksgiving. people try to fry turkeys and you have to do it outside here's like a a, a, a tip for you guys mm-hmm. so for cooking yeah so what you do is you cook the turkey the day before we haven't done this this year but i'm i'm, I'm like pushing my mom to do it this mm-hmm.
1: year
0: you cook the turkey the day before the next day, you take it apart. You you know you cut the breast, you cut the legs, you cut the wings. You put it in a pan again with all like the juice that was taken out. Mm-hmm. You put salt in it and you brace it for about an hour on three fifty. That turkey will be so juicy Damn. and so scrumptious that it will fall apart. Downside, you don't have that like turkey picture for your Instagram. Upside, uh, I'll
2: leave that to Roman Norman Rockwell. Like, yeah, yeah. Upside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh.
0: best juicy turkey you'll have
2: you know what we always do because we're from I think it's a northern thing um, brisket
0: oh <coughs>
2: my family
1: does brisket too Durango in the house yes because <laughs> it's like it's it's and? the, it's the Jew, tr- Jewish traditions mm-hmm. in the north brisket is, yeah. mm-hmm.
2: brisket is so normal. we have to have brisket in any like hyper special occasion, Christmas graduation
0: so wait so where, you ha- where are you sending your Thanksgiving at
2: Oh my parents yeah, yeah. And
0: really are you guys not trying to cook the American again? No, are you just I up? my
2: it's my mom's birthday falls on Thanksgiving every so many years. So this year it's her birthday, so she's not going to cook. And I don't want to cook either because I'm I'm just tired. <laughs> so I'm just I found a recipe um from Lulu Apron about um turkey breasts. Oh. So I'm going to do like oh, big si three no turkey comprano. breasts.
0: There's so many great mm. restaurants. Well, here in LA, there's so many great restaurants that do like really great turkeys. You can just uh, buy a turkey dinner. Pero
2: sale caro, ¿no? I'll cook it.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> También.
2: Yeah. You? So that's what I'm going to do.
0: Family?
1: Uh, yeah, family. F- um, my tia Lulu. Shout out to tia Lulu. Um, she always has Thanksgiving on my dad's side. And then my tia Maribel on my mom's side but i i go to three thanksgiving's every year vas como a diez, wey. Well, oh. i used to go to nine every year cuz yeah. i love thanksgiving but
0: see okay i know see? i know girl i'm oh, no, about no you know. no no i'm coming out i'm bad.
1: coming out right now okay That's see this is bad. emotional labor for me
2: because you're attacking me so attacking
0: you <laughs> i feel very attacking attacked you? right
1: now no um so I have these. Second I have.
0: Fucking clustered Thanksgiving lover. <laughs> <laughs> no, Trying I to love- make me feel bad. I, no, I didn't make you I'm feel bad. I'm embracing the Indian and the pilgrims <laughs> here. Making me feel racist <laughs> by myself.
1: We're all racist, girl. It's just, that's how we are. But, <laughs> but, I have a white family that I really love. My, one of my best friends, David and his family. Shout out. His mother in law can throw down in the kitchen. So I always go to their Thanksgiving first (laughs) and I eat all of their food. They do, you know, like, it looks like a movie, their Mm -hmm. house. You know, like, the table with all the settings and the trimmings and the this and cranberry. and They have five kinds of cranberry. The best one is out of the can. You know that. Never. Oh, my God. The one that's like, (laughs) comes out in a blob. Um, But, oh, my God, I that is i look forward to that every year
0: look at your face i uh, wish i could take a picture of you right now but
1: and this year he even changed it they changed it to do it on friday so i could just spend the whole thing <gasps> there so shout out to dave and white people thanksgivings because that They're is something the that they do know how to do it's yeah. amazing
0: mm-hmm. Oh, i'm telling you we embraced it yeah I love, so it. Good. I love it i love it i love it so that's one and then what's your like least favorite that's like your top and then what's your bottom
1: Guatemalans don't know how to cook Thanksgiving food. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Stick to stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. That food in Christmas,
2: (laughs) those tamales, those Guatemalan tamales. That's what I'm telling my
1: so that's Mm. what I urge my my my, my, Abuela, just make some tamales, please. Like, don't try to make a turkey again. (laughs) Or the stuffing right out of the box, you know. Oh the old mio anyways.
0: (laughs) Your your face went from like bliss to just like I know. I, roll I know. In.
1: So that's why I go, I eat at my white friend's house and then I go to my family Thanksgiving and I just chill, <laughs> you know, and drink.
0: <laughs> well, let's not forget what Thanksgiving is about. Giving thanks.
1: Yeah. I, yes.
0: And I understand everything surrounding Thanksgiving and I understand it's, you know, especially today with mm-hmm. everything that's happened still happened in North Dakota. Um, but mm. I think this spirit of thanksgiving at the end of the day i think it's about and it's also what i love i felt like i was like the one time of the year where we had we were able to have feelings in my house yeah where everybody actually said what they were thankful for before like we ate and everyone started having tears you know like just talking about like well i'm thankful because of like this year and we all love each other and it was like the one day of the year we had feelings that in Christmas. So I o I that's why I, I love Thanksgiving so much, you know? Yeah. yeah, it's about
2: family and that's the most important thing. So I yeah, I completely agree. And we I mean we do things we do kinda of like a Thanksgiving every Friday because we get together every Friday no matter what. And we wow. just eat and eat and drink and talk about everything that happened during the week.
0: Aww. So for us,
2: Thanksgiving is just sweet. a little bit more food. Yeah. Yeah. but I'm, And for that, I'm really, really thankful.
0: Yeah. yeah. And to be able to even have food on a table, I think also today is also, yeah. you know, it's a privilege. Great. It's a privilege. Yeah. Mm. I think being able to sit, I always tell people, like, if you live in America, you're way privileged. Even like the homeless are living way better off than like most of the world. You know, so just be thankful this year, you know. Just I I love doing that sort of like before we eat. Have everyone go around and say what they're thankful for. My
1: family does that. Yeah. So extra. I used to think that and now I love it. I said, Yeah, good. We're sharing our feelings. This is nice. Yeah, we're breaking
0: the cycle. One turkey at a time. (gasps)
1: Okay. (laughs) One turkey at a time. (laughs) Oh jeez. Thank you,
0: ladies, for being here today. Oh, you're
1: welcome. It was my
0: favorite Thanksgiving special.
1: I want to
2: oh. say something, cause okay, A ver. you guys gave us our first break. You guys, <gasps> you guys actually. So you're thankful for. I'm, I'm what, thankful let's go around. <laughs> everybody. Go around. What are we thankful for? And I'm very, no. yeah, I'm very thankful to Super Mamas, cause we, um, we were struggling with our listenership. I mean, we always said it wasn't about that; it was just about us. So we we're gonna continue no matter what. But when you guys put that episode and things started to happen to us. So you guys blessed us. Aww. And for that, I'm going to be forever thankful to you guys. Thank yes. you so much. You were the, you were the first. were my
0: <laughs> ring.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she ain't playing. So I, yeah. And that that's what really encouraged us to support other Latinx podcasts. is like when you reached out to us and you said, yeah, whatever. Let's just do an episode. You talk about what, you know, it was just so. Easy, of course. You're you're a funny podcast, and you guys gave us. A, you know, it's just like, why not support your own community, right? Mm-hmm. It, it was that simple, and we've carried that message on. You know, still to Pod- podcast fest. You yeah. know, yeah. that's Hashtags exactly what Paul that Brown is. Podcast. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, so, I loved you guys since since the first moment. Like I heard you because you guys are so different and so real. And uh, at the end of the day, whether you know we put you on our show or not. People liked you guys, you know? It's not really about us. Like, if I could have put you and then nobody would have listened, you know? Yeah. It's not really about us. It's about how great you guys are and the dynamic you guys have in your show and that people resonate with it. And they were like, oh my gosh, I'm going to listen to them again. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So as much as I love, you know, listening and hearing this and I'll take it, you're very, very welcome. You need to also give yourselves credit because people liked you guys. And that had nothing to do with us, that was all you, so Ugh. keep doing what you're doing
1: we're trying, we're trying and what an example, like what a different podcast and like when Bricia and Paulina and the kids and all of us hang out, it's like it's wonderful. it's a podcast family, you yes. know it's like all these different podcasts that's what proved uh, that's th- that that's what was proved this weekend, like all of these different podcasts were all hanging out yesterday, mm-hmm. like we've known each other for years, yeah, yeah, and um you know. In this world that we live in, we're told a lot of times, especially as Latinos, that we can't exist in the same places because there can only be one this or one that. They're always pitching us against us and that's not true. Mm-mm. Like look See, at look at I, what's happening. I have,
0: happening. Issues with that. I have issues Yeah? because I never felt like that. And I feel like the more we say that, yeah? the more it gets embedded in our head.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh no, it's just reality. I, I think I that's don't what think it is. It is.
0: Oh my I really goodness! like I don't see it, and but here, heres the oh. thing I feel like i I feel like I live in a bubble. you know what we're talking about yeah, you <laughs> live in l a girl that's, what I'm saying. that's
1: a bubble. <laughs> I
0: live in like a really yeah. weird place where I feel because all I listen to is Oprah <laughs> all oh. the time. I feel mean, like Shout everyone feels the same way, <laughs> so like yeah. when I hear things, I'm like, wait, what like no like i i I don't feel like that, I really don't. I don't. Cause, and when I, when I hear yeah. people say, like, women are this. And and I'm like, really? I have a lot of girlfriends. And mm-hmm. like, we all love each other. So, I mean, I don't know where you're hanging out. Yeah. And, I feel like, <clears throat> and here's the thing. I yeah. feel like I had this, like, realization. At the end of the day, it's just how much we work on ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know? I feel like the more that we as people learn to love ourselves first. And I think that's the message. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like... Like in Latinos, everything's about sacrificing. Everything's like sacrifice for your children and the sacrifice someone made and the sacrifice this Mm -hmm. and, you know, God, you know, Jesus is out there in the cross, even though I'm Christian, I do believe in Jesus. I'm born again, you know. You 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 looked at it. You look at it, and, but you look at the message of as as a, as a Catholic growing up, and like Jesus died for you, so you need to suffer just like he did. Mm-hmm. It's
2: a martyr, right? yeah. So it's very
0: and it's fear based in mm-hmm. Mexico. Everything is controlled by fear everywhere. So I feel like we, what we need to do as human beings is need to work on loving ourselves and loving because another thing that Jesus Jesus also said was you love the world as much as you love yourself. And our pastor who was here not long ago said that. And she said, that's the problem. Today, we people don't love ourselves. Mm -hmm. So because we don't love ourselves, we project those things into the world.
1: Yeah, like the prophet RuPaul says, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love love anybody else? Can I get an amen up in here?
0: Amen. (laughs) Jesus, RuPaul, I mean, what's the difference? (laughs) I know. So what I'm saying is this, is that, Even as kids, we need to learn, we need to teach our kids how to love themselves so they have enough love in themselves to come out to their family. Yes. We need to love ourselves to say no to the things that aren't good for you. We need to love ourselves to get out of relationships and we need to love ourselves enough that we love and we're so confident in who we are Mm -hmm. that we want other people to be good too. Yes. That we want success for other people Mm -hmm. because this is when you're insecure and when you don't like yourself, that's when you don't want others to succeed. Correct. So yes. it's not about like, you know, like this whole thing against Mexicans, against Mexicans. I feel like it's just us, as maybe it's a country, don't love ourselves.
2: It's our colonial legacy. Yeah. It's, been, it's been embedded in our psyches for 300 years. And it's about breaking the cycle. Well, we're mm-hmm. getting rid of that shit right now. I love me. Yes. Okay. I love me. <laughs> amen too much amen. Oprah
0: see I isn't too much Oprah that's, it. that's my thing I feel like maybe I'm like almost too much for, I, no, don't, girl, I Oprah good. is
2: Oprah for a reason so <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah yeah you know what I mean
1: I love Oprah too
0: so well thank you guys for being here no, me a michelada us. yes vez? I won't give you another one because I don't want you, you to
1: want go. no we don't want to want Yeah, yeah, one. One. <laughs> yeah thank you so much for happy having us happy Thanksgiving yes feliz día de de feliz día de la acción de gracias <laughs> Como dicen en, my friend
2: from Spain, uh sans-giving. Thanksgiving. Sans-giving, Yes. Oh what gosh. I never heard that one. Yeah, it's like happy Thanksgiving. Sans- Sanskiving. Oh, just, from Spain? Yeah, just how do pronounce
1: yeah, it? Yeah, Spanish oh, people are whack. Oh my <laughs> Let's get god, into Brisa it!
0: <laughs> That's like the part of me that still has that chip on her shoulder. I dated a Spanish guy for a bit when I was younger who what? always made me feel like who always like brought me down because he kept always saying how Mexicans were less than.
2: Mm. Oh, you you don't speak proper Spanish and stuff like that. He oh, say, stuff like
0: that or uh, like su pueblo. Si. And I was like thinking, like, why did I stay in my relationship for so long? Like, I liked being treated like that at some point mm. in my life. Thank God for Oprah.
2: Hashtag uh, colonial legacy. Hallelujah.
0: No, that's why I, I still have issues, but you know, I'm getting over that. Good, good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we it's a yeah, it's a lifelong battle. <laughs> It great. is. Pro- process. Being
0: brown is so hard, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will see you next week. Oh, don't forget to follow Latinos Who Lunch at Latinos Who Lunch Everywhere, right?
1: Yes. That's yeah, it. we are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We have a website, latinoswholunch.com. You can email us at latinoswholunch at com. Go on iTunes, leave <laughs> us a review, five stars. Five stars only. Because the more reviews we have, the more visible we are. And visibility is
2: essential.
0: Dios mío. <laughs> Can we do one like that for Super Mamas?
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: So just like same thing, but just change Super Mamas on whatever they say. <laughs> okay. Supermamas.com. Yes. Super Mamas Podcast. Alright, we'll see you next week, ladies. Super Mamas!
1: Bye. Bye. Ciao, ciao, ciao.